We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 223. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we'll be talking about the season finales of Mom and Scandal, the season premieres of Awkward and Orphan Black, and a recent Marvin... Marvin's... I say it every time. Marvin's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You even got me saying it most of the time when... when Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plus a reality check and some recommendations. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 223. I'm Amory from com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from TVholic.com. And I'm Ray. <laughs> She's Ray. She's Ray. I'm not even bothering with my website. Come on. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Ray Lee. There you go. There you go. Find her on Twitter. Uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> Here's the news. <laughs> I thought you were lost there for a second, Amory. I didn't even know that. Animation domi- domination is still a thing. Okay. Fox will end the Saturday late night animation domination HD block as of June 28th. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I think that's uh, a sign of why it's being canceled. I guess. <laughs> They've done a couple of of short, you know, they, they're they usually like 15 minute episodes of things. It's it's trying to be like an adult, it tried to be like an adult swim type animated block. Uh, Fox has a, uh, the hour or so after block on all the local affiliates and stuff like that to use. Uh, they used to, you know, way back in the day, they used to have mad TV and things like that uh, play in that block. And recently they tried to do this animation domination HD block. And uh, apparently they've been getting lots of complaints from the, <laughs> the local affiliates that they're not getting any, you know, that these things aren't getting any traction there. So, hmm. So as of my birthday, it'll no longer be. Subtle birthday. Jason wants some birthday presents. There you go. And our next news piece. Never mind. I'm just having trouble talking. Is it the sticky cupcake? Is it causing problems with your mouth there? No. Well, I mean, it is still cold, which is weird. But anyway, FX has renewed the Americans for a third season, which I'm like six weeks behind. I guess I should get caught up. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. I guess it's not do. I mean, ratings-wise, it's not one of their top shows necessarily. Uh, I guess it does well somewhat in DVR usage and things. But I don't know, kind of right now is, I don't know, maybe their top show creatively, like quality-wise. So overall, I guess not a surprise that it'll be back. Yeah. So um, I've already, I scrolled down and I lost the rest. Okay. HBO has renewed Silicon Valley for a second season and Veep for a fourth, which I like Silicon Valley. I don't hate it, but I love Veep, so I'm very happy about that. I don't think Silicon... I mean, I don't quite understand half of what's happening in Silicon Valley, so... Because it's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think T.J. Miller's funny, but I just don't understand half of it. Like, I don't understand the tech stuff, so... I think it's... It seems to be hit or miss so far. I mean, the se- the second episode was sort of a, a kind of a letdown from the first episode, which wasn't hugely funny, but it, it I thought it did well to like set the premise and set the framework where they could have a lot of fun within that. 
which I think they had a little bit more with in the third episode. Which I didn't watch yet. Than they did in the second episode, but I don't know. As, as HBO shows go. It's not funny to Ray. Not, well, <laughs> well, I'll at least give it this is for a half hour show. And it, since I'm it, a tech person who can actually understand it, the tech stuff. <laughs> at least it's trying to be funny. It's actually a half hour that's trying to be a comedy. It's not one of these half hour dramas that gets called a comedy. Right. Whereas Veep is a straight out comedy that actually is funny. Veep is amazing. All the time. I just watched last night's episode and it's amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so that's that. I'm happy to see that happening. And USA Network has renewed Chris Lee Knows Best for a second season and I've never seen it. It's funny. <laughs> My sister says it's really funny. I've only watched like the first two episodes, but it's funny. There you have it. There you have it. That's our news. Not a lot going on. We're going to start to get a lot of news lately as things start to get canceled. That's coming up soon. We're only like three weeks away from Upfronts. Yeah, from a, from the announcements of what's what new shows are coming and and the official word on on some shows that you're pretty sure are probably not going to come back. But yep, we'll definitely find out for sure. Yeah, so that's that. Now it's time for prime time. And our first show is Mom, Season 1, Episode 22, Smokey Taylor and a Deathbed Confession, Season Finale. This isn't a show that I think is necessarily that great, but I did watch every episode, and I did find it charming enough, and I did cry at this episode. So... <laughs> Hat trick. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> what do you think, Ray? Um, I like this show. I've, I've been watching it all season, so obviously I like it. It's one of the few I watch. <laughs> it's one of the few that made it. It is one of the few that made it. Uh, I thought this was a really good episode. I mean, I there were some parts of it that I didn't love, but <clears throat> they pulled it out in the end because I didn't think they would end up going through with it. But I feel like they have to go through with letting her give up the baby because I'm not sure the... The show has room for a baby. <laughs> yeah, they but, already barely handle the rest of the characters. Exactly. I'm not sure how I feel about the whole father and mother thing, but not that I have deep thoughts about it. <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> show, so it's not like there's a lot to analyze. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I also cried because I'm not. You're not made of stone, stone right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the show. I I think it's it's funny. Uh, there's there's you know enough laughs in each episode, but they also have the thing that I've liked about it that looked like it was going to do that from the you know from the beginning. After seeing you know like a handful of episodes, is that they were going to let the characters there was going to be character arcs. You know the characters were going to grow and and change, and life was going to happen. They weren't going to just keep it the same. You know, for the purposes of making you know the same jokes over and over again or something. Uh, so I I really liked that over the course of the season there was good you know character growth for for all these different characters how they interact with each other and it really was a big you know sort of a big thing you know sort of on a comedy are you going to go with where somebody actually does give up uh, their child right. I wasn't sure that where you know they played around with whether they going back and forth and uh, in the in the final episode and but looked like at where they ended that that's that that actually happened so that was 
that was interesting, but it gave a nice, they tied it up with uh, Christy giving what her past year has been like, you know, with her one year chip. Mm-hmm. And you know that that book ended nicely with where they started the series out at, and I just I just really like I thought it had lots of laughs, but then also had characters to latch on to and yeah. and and sort of follow and and care about above just the comedy aspects of it. I love Baxter and I love Luke. Like I want them to have I love Baxter and Luke together. Like I want them to be featured more or better Lee next year. Just shake your head like I'm telling you something really, oh really good right now. <laughs> Hysterical. So that's, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll see what they do. I, I don't think they need French Stewart. I don't think they need Nate Cordry or they need to write better for them because I don't dislike either of them, really. I just don't think that they service them well. The world is a little too big at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is weird because I hate to complain about that because it's a comedy and so it's very easy to quickly become just about, you know, five people. Right. And you get bored. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is about those two characters is the actors playing them are a little more well-known. Yeah. And so they it seems like they should have more to do. Exactly. Because you're like, this is French Stewart from Third Rock from the Sun. Why? Yeah. Why is he limited to a line or two every once, you know, every episode or so. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's part of it. If they had some unknown person for the most part, you know, playing that role, it it wouldn't, I think it wouldn't seem like that they necessarily, that they should be doing more with them. They would just feel yeah. like side characters in the world that they, yeah, she, maybe you know, she would have to have, you know, uh, I think they've already, you know, uh, you know, she would have to have a boss, you know, she'd probably have a boss at her job and, and stuff like that. But it just happens to be where they started with it, with her having a relationship with him. Uh, it seemed like it, that was going to go more and then more well-known people. At least uh, you recognize these people from other things. So I think it seems like maybe they should uh, be doing more. Yeah. So that's mom. Marvel, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I did say Marvel this nice. time. I said nice, Marvel, but, but I was thinking Marvin the whole time. Oh, man. If Wait till Marvel finds out that you're thinking about no, Marvin. I'd watch, <laughs> I'd watch Marvin's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a heartbeat. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Season 1, Episode 18, Providence. What's everybody's thoughts on this one? Is this the most recent one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, I still thought it was a step down from the week before. Sorry, I have weird thoughts on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they kind of managed to step backwards in excitement. Yeah. But I I think they actually did well, like, carrying, you know what I mean? Like, I'm more interested in what's happening at the moment than I have been all season. So, (laughs) that's something. And I actually think Patton Oswalt, he kind of elevates everything he said. Uh, yeah, well, he's funny, so <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he's at, Director Fury is actually alive. And uh, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, did anybody think Samuel L. Jackson's character was dead? No. Well, if you saw the movie, well, if you saw the movie, you know that's not true. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a single movie. I haven't seen any of the well. movies. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think for the most part, it's 
assumed that most people are watching the movies as well as the show. So, and if you saw the movie, you know he's not dead. So, like, it, it really wasn't like it was any kind of... It was more a question of whether it was going to be the bad guys who had lured them to the spot than anything right, else. Right, right. Because we knew he was alive, so... I'm a little confused about how in the show, <laughs> like... It's less clear than it was in the movie where they were totally, like, getting rid of they. Captain America decided they were getting rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's a little weird to me that in the movie they're trying to preserve the few, state, the few bases they have, which end up being none anyway, but <laughs> still. <clears throat> it's a little weird to me, but besides that, I mean, I liked it. And like I said, I'm interested <laughs> in... And I'm actually interested in the characters at this point where I haven't been all season. So right. <laughs> that's better, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've actually kind of like grown fond of some of the dynamics within the group. I just mean like in general, the overall story wasn't very interesting all season. Um, and even trying to like, as I said in the, it's probably bad that I read some interviews because I had already heard the whole Yeah, that thing was that, terrible. <laughs> that Ward does with the, you know, this is what, how I got into the group, whatever. I'd already heard them say it in interviews. And then when I heard it in interviews, I was like, okay, I get it. Although you didn't do a very good job of that. Like, you should have made Wait, that more interesting all along. But, how did he get in the group? <clears throat> when he's explaining how with each person. With, uh, what's his face? He, he needed somebody to fix. And then he jumped out of the plane and like all of those things, right. <laughs> all the ways he managed to get their trust, like make them believe that he was on their side. Okay. Which mm. weren't quite as clever as you think they are. If you have to point them out to us for one thing, right. um, for another, like I don't, the way he pointed them out, you know what I mean? It was just like, okay. And if you had, if, if, I don't know, I think they should have done a better job maybe of, convincing us all along that there was still somebody who was not on their side in the group. Mm, yeah. Because then it would have been clever because you would have thought, oh, well, those things actually made me believe that he was a good guy. And I didn't, right. you know what I mean? Like I immediately didn't think he was a traitor to them. Um, and instead, that's not how it came across. And even by the time they were kind of hinting that Melinda May might have been the traitor because she was making phone calls, it was like she was making phone calls to Fury. So it was clear that, she wasn't like a traitor traitor. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those weird things where you're like, okay, you're not as clever as you thought you were. Cause you didn't ever make us doubt that there was somebody on the team, except in the very beginning. Right. right. But after that, you never made us doubt that somebody on the team was working for somebody on the outside. So it's not like it was that clever that he was doing all those things to get our trust because we didn't know we had to trust him. <laughs> right. Whatever. I'm just trying to um, figure out how to, argue. but I just thought it was does- like, I just thought, that whole exhibition moment was kind of clumsy. I mean, on top of the fact that the show itself has been clumsy all along, but uh, whatever. When they were saying some of those things in interviews, it was like, okay. But when they had him say it outright and like, not just like one of them, but like went through the whole, the whole list of things yeah. of how he it got was like in exactly with exactly what they said in interviews. Yeah. And how he got in with like each person it made it feel more like they were had gone back and that it made it feel less like this was something that they had they had thought of all along. Right. Right. It was more like 
they went back and said, okay, look how all these places we could have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It made it feel more like they were saying, here's the things we went back and we could clo- as closely best tie into the storyline we're doing now. Which I don't know is true, by the way. I believe they set it up all along because they knew the story. Yeah. They knew what was happening in the movie before they even started the show. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that they that this is where they were going. I I just I just think it made it feel less like that that actually was the case when they did it this way. Right. Uh, that was the one, like, uh, and maybe it wouldn't have, like you said, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad if I hadn't have seen a couple of interviews with you know the creators of the show uh, talking about the previous episode, you know, and and the reveal of Ward. Uh, maybe it would have felt less so. Uh, but the problem was, is like you said, is they were, it was almost like they had in the interviews, they just like told you what was going to be in the script that they had just, you know, that they had yeah, written yeah. for the next that episode. Is- That's what felt really weird. It didn't. So maybe it would have felt less. Uh, the thing overall, though, I think is I'm by far more interested in the show than I've ever been, except maybe like as it, the pilot, you know, before seeing the pilot. <laughs> right. Is like. I was super interested to see it. I saw the pilot, liked the pilot, uh, but then within a couple episodes, you're like, okay, what? You know, and then it sort of meandered about. And I, I said this last week when we talked about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is that I think they could have done a much better job of leading up to this, knowing that this is where they were going. Oh, for sure. But having to leave out this sort of big element like this until your 17th episode or your 16th, you know, between, uh, tell your 17th episode is, I think the thing about this episode is now the group has an, an enemy and a face. There's a face to that enemy and, you know, the, you know, Bill Paxton and then, you know, Ward and, and, you know, you see him bringing back some of his, uh, you know, the clairvoyance, various henchmen from along the way. But I think that's, you know, I if you remember back at the beginning is the thing I kept saying that was missing was like a big bad sort of thing, an element that they uh, and while they hinted at those things and, you know, it went from there was a centipede project and there was an episode here or there that hinted at, you know, and at these things. And then, you know, there was the clairvoyant where they started to ramp it up a little bit more towards coming into these episodes, I think they could have done a much better job of making right. that be a bigger part, even without giving you a face, you know, an overall face until now, they could have done a much better job of making that seem more dangerous right. and more, I don't know, compelling. It just felt like such a side thing to now be such a huge thing. Right. And Brett is doing that classic thing where suddenly someone's a good guy who turns bad. He's wearing the leather jacket. He's got the dark look in his eyes. He's got a little <laughs> smirk on his face. Like, he couldn't be more of a cliched good guy goes bad. Except that now he bad. actually seems interesting, though. Like, that he's actually... Yes. <laughs> they're actually letting him do something. He was so... At least you can see that he can play something other than stiff good guy. You know, like... Right. right. As a good guy with... Being dead behind the eyes, that's not great. But as a bad guy, he's dead behind the eyes because he wants to kill people. I understand that. I get that now, but it's so cliche. But anyway, I'll see how it ends. I don't, I don't know if I think the show is going to be renewed or not. I think it is. Oh, I, I, I definitely think yeah, it is. Yeah, I think is. they have a lot of other stuff going into it that they, they don't really care that it's 
Well, I think now that they have a better field to play in uh, after, you know, Captain America, and secondly, everything else on ABC (laughs) is doing, you know, new shows for the most part, except for Resurrection, has done worse than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing, and it definitely falls under the can't cancel everything. Because they're, you know... They're... Why not? Cancel everything and start fresh. <laughs> except, except Trophy Wife. Because they have, you know, they have other new shows that are still sitting on the bubble, and, you know, they have some older shows that are not... Yeah. Or not that, not that Nashville or things like that are super old, but still, they're not exactly, uh, you know, ripping it up, so... There's a lot of decisions to be made based on, you know, what new stuff they have in development, as always, and and stuff. But I just, in the state that they're in, I just don't see uh, a show doing, while it doesn't do as well as they had hoped, it still does really well for what a net, you know, uh, network shows. I think they're still counting on these other shows to, on these movies to get people, you know what I mean? Like, they still have a little bit of a a window to get people to watch because you want to see what else is going on in the world in between the movies. But but I think with this being the way they tied this one in, uh, it made it, well, it, I guess it depends. <laughs> Some people were like, this, this doesn't feel attached enough to the Marvel universe. And then the complaint about this episode, <laughs> the last couple of episodes was that it was too attached <laughs> to the Marvel universe. Uh, but I think that this, this shows what they actually can do uh, with the show. Uh, and I think there's definitely more potential for it to be interesting between movies, you know, than it has been in the, you know, yeah, the first we'll part of the season. We'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath. But I still think, you know, even ratings wise and stuff for ABC, there's, there's no way this doesn't make another season. Yeah. So there you have it. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Here's a show that I'm sure Ray has a great amount of things to say about. Um, Awkward. Season 4, Episode 1, No Woman is an Island. Season premiere. A.K.A. the first season premiere that Lauren Youngrich was not involved in. And I just felt like every character was like a caricature of what we've come to know them as. And Tamara sometimes did talk normally in the first three seasons. Or Tamara, sorry. Tamara, whatever I at least in the first season. <laughs> and now she just talks in tongues. I don't know. Um, I'm so over the show. Yeah, I I only watched like the last half, half last quarter, because I happened to catch it one of those days I was sick and sitting in the chair. <laughs> um, and it was replaying. So I can't really speak to it except to say that obviously I had no interest in watching it. <laughs> right. And that last quarter, that last half that I saw didn't change my mind about that. I have so many questions. Like, why are Tamara and Jake still together if they hate each other now? And I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand how a show can derail so quickly. Maybe not quickly, but I thought that first season was really good. Second season started going down and down. Third season was just like, what the hell am I watching? And now the fourth season premiere was like, Okay, nice try, new guys, but no. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like they have any handle on... They have a handle on maybe the dial... the Some of the dialogue, you know what I mean? But not really. Yeah. Like, you can, you've proven that you could show Tamara speaking that way. 
but you know what I mean? Like you didn't really show that you know her character. Right. Exactly. I just don't think that they explain Ming at all. I didn't. I didn't watch the beginning, so I don't know if they that she had to go away. Where did she have to go away for? They, they everybody had like a different idea of where she had been and where she had gone or or why she had gone. It seemed like I must not have paid attention enough because I didn't see any. I know Fred was sad. Yeah, but they they mentioned it like somebody. I I think that's what it was. Somebody thought that like she had gone to Arizona and somebody thought she'd gone to like Idaho or something. And uh, I don't know. It just it was just weird. Like they just completely excised the character out of the show and just sort of blew past it. Did she want, do we know, did she want yeah, off she the show? A, she, <clears throat> she booked a, another job, another, I think it's another TV show actually, but. Hmm. Well, I don't know, based on uh, everybody's reactions here to the, <laughs> to, to where the show's gone. I don't blame her. Maybe she yeah, yeah. Her wanting to leave doesn't seem like a, I mean, there was some there was some funny stuff in the episode. There was some, you know, there was some, you know, okay stuff. Uh, but you know, a lot of the things went like as soon as as soon as Jake take took Tamara from the field, you knew exactly you knew, gonna... you knew exactly where that that scene was going. It uh, the the new girl, oh, hated her. The weird, like the weird sort of I don't know, <laughs> it was you know character that they that they brought on. To be another person that's going to be in a triangle with Jenna and Maddie. I'm just like, get over it. I don't know. It was just, you know, everything sort of went as you would, uh, as you would kind of expect. And I think you're right. They definitely felt more like the thing that was sort of a, a piece of, you know, that was a part of their character is now like it's become them. Right. You know, that's, that's like, uh, if Tamara's not talking fast and using various acronyms, then, you know, she's, you know, you're just like, no, that you have, <laughs> you could have regular conversations and then, you know, she would go into these things at times right. and stuff. But yeah, it just seems way more uh, than, than needs to, uh, yes. than, than needs yeah. to be. So I don't know. I don't know. Awkward. I just... It's on my DVR. I'll see what happens. But it's not going to be something I race to watch Tuesday night with everything else I'm watching. So you're on notice. Awkward. So so, so Ray has excised it from her her viewing list, and you've put it on notice. I did that last season. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Is like uh, you did that last season, but I was wondering if you were going to check out the first, you well, know, like the first one back to see if it really, if that was going to be, a, you know, if it was going right. to stick. I, uh, I, one, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> There's another good sign. I've taken it off of my DVR, but I also read some interviews and not that like, I, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, cause a lot of people were more upset that, you know what I mean? Um, what's her name? Lauren? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, the, the tone of the interviews seemed like, you know what I mean? I'm upset about her leaving and about the fact that, I mean, I felt it was weird that they didn't even... Um, not so much that they didn't talk to her, just that MTV didn't even try and make that like, okay, one outgoing person talks to the incoming. I mean, I know you're going to make it your own show, but there, you know, it's been on the air for three seasons. So there's an element of it that you could talk to that person about whatever. Um, <clears throat> even though she said I was, she was done with it. She had seen it through what she wanted to see of it. But to me, I'm like, well, 
I was still debating whether I wanted to watch it because <laughs> I didn't actually like what she had done yeah. for two seasons. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was um, tied to her vision of the show. You know what I mean? I didn't love what she had been doing for two seasons. So even though I loved the characters as she originally created them, I just didn't love where they were going. Um, so I thought about it, but then I read those interviews and nothing they were saying was making me think that I was actually like, I was going to enjoy the show. Like they kept talking about how Jenna and Maddie are such a big part of like that romance is such a big part of the show. And I'm just like, ugh, I'm so over it. <laughs> like, why does it all always have to be about that? I mean, I know that they're not just making it about just that, but still, it's just one of those things that bugs me. So like when they were talking about that and then all the characters they were going to bring in, I mean, I get that they were trying to do bring in a little bit more of like the um, diversity and stuff, but I'm not sure we saw that in this episode. I don't know. Um, but from what the interview said, but I was just like, no, you know, it doesn't really sound interesting to me and I've already given up on the show. So why would I go back? Right. So I wasn't even going to watch it. And that's what I'm saying. Like I just happened to, I think I was watching something else on MTV or something. I don't know. And I just happened to see that it was there. And I was like, all right, I'll check out this last half. Even though everybody I saw talk about the show, talk about the episode said it was horrible. So <laughs> At that point, I was expecting it to be bad, so I have to be yeah. honest. I wasn't really going into it with an open mind. So, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you sometimes you go into it thinking, you know, everybody's talked about how bad it is, and when you watch it, you you go, well, it's it's not that bad, you know. Or you... this is true. I actually that is usually how it works for me, but um, in this particular case, when I watched it, I was like, like yeah, you're like they're I mean, right. Right, like I, it's more like I agree with what Amory said. It feels like you know, like a shell of what the show was. Like everybody's kind of a caricature of who they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that did stand out to me. Now, it, it to be fair to them, this is the very first episode they wrote, right? So maybe, yeah, maybe it won't continue to feel that way. But I also have, I'm not, I was no longer in love with the show, so I have no reason to think to myself. Oh, I should really give it some more chances. Instead, I'm like, well, I already gave up on the show. Do I really want to go back to it when I've already given up? And I'm like, mm, right. nope. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it'll get better, but I won't be there to watch it. You know, it could, it could be that it was the new people trying to tie it to what we know of these characters and stuff that they just went all out uh, with that, trying to make it, trying to make it feel too much the same as what yeah. it was. Maybe. But I think that, I, we've kind of talked about it over the course of the show is even like you said, you didn't like what, uh, you know, the creator had done past the first season really is that it started to become that a little bit in the second season. And it sort of devolved that way to where the third season felt like caricatures, but now they were all like, they were caricatures all doing things that you didn't like, you know, it's like, so it was like a double whammy of things that from, from where it had started. Uh, and, and so, you know, maybe there could be, you could over a course of a handful of episodes with under new people, maybe they go and they can, you know, develop something back into the characters. Uh, but it's sort of in that spot where I don't really, <laughs> it don't really hold my breath, uh, that, that that's actually something that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. That's on my DVR. That's on notice. That's awkward. Scandal, Season 3, Episode 18, The Price of Free and Fair Election, Season Finale. Here's the thing. I like Scandal. I think people praise Scandal a little too much. 
I don't think it's as great as everybody acts like it is. No offense to people that love it. Like, because <laughs> I do enjoy it. It's just never something I rush to watch, even though I get spoiled, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just think they do too much sometimes. Like, everything that happened didn't have to happen. Well, I think almost in this case, it's kind of like we were just talking about awkward is except that now it's become with the big dramatic speeches and twists. Yeah. Everybody's always monologuing and like, that's what the show has become where it, those were some elements of the show going into the first couple seasons, but now they've just, it's just that it's almost become a, a, you know, sort of a caricature of itself. I could write my own. Here's an episode of scandal. Okay. A. Someone dies in the cold open. Then Olivia makes Mooney eyes at Fitz. Then Fitz is mean to her. Then Melly gets drunk. Then Olivia speechifies to OPA. Then Quinn and Hawk have some weird sexual thing that's disgusting. Then two more people die. Then something explodes. Then a bomb happens. Then a car crash. Then Sally Langston kills someone. And this is like all within the first 20 minutes. <laughs> And then you have 40 minutes of the same stuff happening. And then a kid dies. A kid who I love. Dylan Minnette is one of my favorite actors in the world. Younger actors. And I don't think he should have died. Um, I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah, well, it was, you know, I guess kind of interesting that they brought it all back to, you know, the, the big twist being of uh, Papa Pope being... It, it, they tried to make it seem like this was all of his big plan... But it also kind of felt like he wanted to get back to where he was, and as opportunities arose, he he was able to get back in. But they tried to make it seem like from the day he was exited, he started executing this plan right. uh, to, to, to get back into. And then they had this, you know, the stupid thing at the end where a character comes in and and points out to the guy that kills everybody. That you know that I think that you were behind all this, and you're just like right. really. <laughs> that seems like something you might keep to yourself, or you know, or or whatever. But it just seemed like you wouldn't tell that person. You know, that seemed kind of dumb. At, at at times this season, I've thought it's gone you know way over the top and become you know less interesting because it's all about trying to top your last big twist. Right. But when your last big twist was in the last episode and you've got to have a, a new bigger one in the next episode, not, yeah. you know, not a new one coming that you build to or something. It's that there's got to be something big in, uh, in, in every episode. It just, it's starting to get to be too much. It kind of came back around a little bit in the last couple episodes, uh, somewhat, but the still it's. It's become the main problem I have with Scandal is I don't like anybody. Yeah. There is no... And I'm seeing all these people speechify on Twitter about how it's about the struggle with your inner person and how all these people have blood on their hands, and it's a fascinating... I'm like, no. They're all <laughs> awful people. No, it was it was fascinating before where you had, uh, you know, you had somebody that, uh, you know, maybe had done something wrong, like they had, you know, fixed an election... And, yeah. you know, and trying to redeem yourself or whatever. But now you've got where, you know, you had a point where all the all the presidential candidates were murderers uh, right. you know, and and all this stuff. 
it's lost that sort of redeeming value for most yeah. of the characters, uh, except for maybe Rosen. Right. There's like nobody, like you. You've I've long stopped even kind of rooting for Olivia because uh, you know she's gone off, <laughs> and uh, you know they took a character like Jake. And had him, you know, once he became command, he did things like that were worse than, which were, right. which were like the reason why he was supposed to have taken over was to, you know, to change things up from what the, you know, what his predecessor had done. But then he did things that were just as bad or worse. He's more than a little bit insane. And they, ru- you know, they completely ruined that character who had uh, at least a little bit of a heroic, uh, while he had done bad things, he had done it while under command of somebody Right. And, you know, he was trying to uh, get out. But then when he becomes the, the head, he becomes just as bad. I guess that's the that the whole thing about. Shondu got into this situation with Grey's Anatomy a lot, too, where they would have a big event and, and they'd ha- they couldn't. I look at a show like Parenthood that rarely has a big event, yet they still have compelling, you know, hours of TV that I race to watch. Then there's Grey's Anatomy who has to have a big event like every month just because that's what they do that that Seattle has had I mean I'm surprised you're still alive Jason with the amount of <laughs> you know god you know whatever hurricanes tornadoes storms superstorms whatever like it just she she tries too hard to top herself she's going to get to the point where you know the whole earth is going to blow up and and Olivia is going to need to save it in the day well that's that's the thing with scandal is is while something like Grey's Anatomy at least it was usually built into season finales that right. kept getting bigger and bigger. This is like over the course of a season, you have to have like three or four season finale type big things uh, happen uh, with a bunch of other twists and turns along, along the way. I should point out that I do realize this was the finale. So they did put a lot into it, but well, yeah. I can't say that I'm very interested in seeing where it goes because I don't really care about anybody. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that's the thing is I don't really I don't particularly care about any of the characters. Uh, I've never been in favor of the Olivia Fitz thing, which is supposed to be like the oh I the, I do like the center couple uh, of of the show. I've I've never really been a big fan of that from like the very first season. But I don't know. It's just uh, yeah, I'm not really. It didn't yeah it didn't leave me in a spot where I'm like looking forward to. You know, how do these people end up back right. doing some of the stuff uh, that they do, you know, from where they where they left them off? I just, uh, you know, they I mean, they put it in where he wins and he's got another four years. So, you know, obviously the show could go another four years, but I don't see at this point like they've already done like 10 years worth of stories in right. in the first three seasons. So. So it hasn't officially been renewed, but there's no way it's not being renewed. So it's just because ABC hasn't really officially renewed anyway. They're one of the only networks these days that actually makes it to the week of upfronts before announcing what they do or don't cancel. Like they're not even they're not even saying like Lucky Seven or Killer Women <laughs> is canceled. Like we know they are, but they haven't. They're not going to make any official announcements. So yeah, we'll and, see. And, yeah, and they haven't done the you know the the other way either with the you know like the scandals and yeah uh, and stuff like that that you know are are you know are going to be picked up for another season. 
Where? Which at this point isn't it just scandal, Last Man Standing, and <laughs> Modern Family that are like a guaranteed renewal? So the middles ratings go up every season, which I love, yeah. and well, that's gonna, that's not going to be canceled. Well, I don't know. Based on th- it's like a, a Castle, and and Once Upon a Time, and the uh, you know Dancing with the Stars. Those are probably all ones that are yeah. easily going to be back. But but yeah, they have all the all the other. But none of those types of things, like most of the other networks have have come out and said, well, you know. If you, Here's at CB- least one. In CBS's case, they basically said everything right. is coming right. back. Uh, they have a few, you know, they haven't said anything about, the, you know, their bubble shows. Uh, they haven't officially canceled anything, but they definitely did do the, here's all the things that are going to be renewed. Right. Uh, but yeah, ABC is, is still, uh, at least they're... I guess like maybe the week before it'll get leaked out or something before they make their big announcement. Who knows? Uh, but we'll they're, they're definitely waiting till the end. That's scandal. Our last show in prime time, orphan black season two, episode one, nature under constraint and vexed. Of course, Allison's doing a musical. Of course she is. Gosh, she's so good. What's everybody's thoughts on orphan black? I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I yeah, I quite liked it. Right? Um nothing. I was debating how I I don't know. I kinda wish I could watch the show how I watched it the first season. <laughs> right. All right. at once. All at once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it doesn't take away from it, it's just I just would like to already be watching the next episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure if I'm gonna believe how Helena managed to survive, but I guess, you know, she's like a bad penny that won't go away. <laughs> I think it, I think it too has something, I think they're going to explain it away because Kira got hit by a car and was fine. So I feel like it's something within their DNA that would have like prolonged it or like saved the bleeding or whatever, because she also, I think she was like wrapped with duct tape or something. So yeah, I mean, it's like, she is like a bad thing that won't go away, but. Yeah, I think they may, while there's all these, there's all the various clones, uh, there might be something to the, like, these two are actual twins, you know, right. and then and then her offspring, uh, that there might be something within these clones that's, these two are actually special above the, you know, the rest of them, or something like that, that, uh, that can help to explain. It's just the little things I love. I love that Sarah has a different British accent than Rachel. And I love that <coughs> Tatiana Maslany could make it clear to us that she was Sarah playing Cosima. It's just little things. Yeah, those those things in the performance are great. And also just the technology that they use to put them uh, in the same place. Like when the kid is delivering the flowers and... You see both Sarah and Cosima, and you know Cosima gives that sort of little wave, right. <laughs> you know, and but it all looks like they're all there. It's so seamless, yeah. Uh, and and her ability to make the characters feel different helps with that too. But it's still the way they put it together is the best I've ever you know is the best I've ever seen at them using one person to play multiple parts 
and yeah. and put them in the same in the oh, same God, area. Oh God! Remember when uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar had to? <laughs> yeah, that 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 was filmed with a lot of you know stand-in, f- filmed over the shoulder type of thing, and then switch perspective. Uh, yeah, and now you're behind the other one, that type of stuff. This is so much better. I mean, the scene where she's laying on top of Rachel. Yeah, that's <laughs> technically that's phenomenal when you, your brain has to because it looks like she's that's really happening. But yeah, the way they they had to put that together has to be uh, excellent. But then you know her performance in that it felt like there were two completely different people there. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. So what are we doing? What are we doing? What do we think? Do we think, I mean, I know Paul has like got to be a bad guy, but are they like the OTP or should we wait for Michael Fleisman to show up? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to tell whether, I mean, he's, I mean, he lets her go. Right. But he seems so reluctant to let her go. Well, he's, he's in a, pretty bad spot himself you know kind of yeah. where i guess he's you know trying to f- still figure out what he's going to do overall i guess i don't know uh i don't know if they're the the otp that's the the dumbest thing that's sort of come out of nowhere <laughs> apparently apparently people think that's a thing that no this is the first time i've ever heard it but apparently it's something not first time i've ever heard it like, existed for a long time well this is, i heard it's, it's a, existed forever Yes. It's a concept that's been used, but I've never heard it I've never heard it titled this way. I've never heard it titled this way until recently. Yeah. Oh no. It's it's existed online for years. I mean over ten years at this point. (laughs) It just seems to have well, it seems to have uh, (laughs) it's a fanfic thing. It seems to have broken out here recently because I see it or hear it uh, all over the place. (laughs) It's not new. It has existed on long, as lo- online as long as back to Dawson's Creek. Okay. Wow. Probably even longer than that. I'm just saying that's as long as I've noticed. I've seen it used online. Well, maybe it's just recently is broken out into more mainstream uh, publications or something like that using it. I don't know. It's just one of those. It just. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I don't know if that that's. I would prefer that it not be about romance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in I general. I feel like that's never going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. On this show, it seems like, I mean, there's a little bit there, but it's not. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it can't, it can't be the whatever for her for probably a long time. So. Yeah, right, right now, the. It's, the other things going on, so. It's finding her daughter and what happened to Mrs. S and. Uh, and by that, I, I just think, mean, like, I feel like the show has leverage to decide. I don't feel like they've made a decision if you're talking about, like, what yeah. we think writers are doing. I think that they've, um, I think it's more about her having somebody she can trust than it being, like, a romantic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get that. I get it. But I feel um, like they are trying to make us wonder, does she feel like she truly can trust him or, right. and I'm not sure she does. Because I'm just not sure she does. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're looking between him and what's her face? What's that other lady's name? Rachel? Rachel. 
when you're looking between him and Rachel, I think you trust him more than Rachel. So I think it's more like we just keep, keep seeing her pick the person in the room she trusts the most, which doesn't yeah. mean she actually trusts them. Also, I think Mrs. S is in on it. Who was in this? on what? I don't know. It's her foster mom. Yes. I don't know what the in on is necessarily, but she's involved in some way. She absolutely is involved. I thought we clearly saw that, but I don't remember. That she I clearly mean, knows more than she's ever let on. Well, I thought it was very clear that she was like she was the one who took Kira. I don't know. I felt like I it was very clear. I didn't think it was, was very clear at all. Oh, I thought it was very clear that she was involved with whatever was happening. Um, only because she was in that picture. I didn't necessarily take that to mean that she's the one who was like, yeah, I'm taking your daughter. Um, and Felix's assless chaps. <laughs> that guy is hysterical. He and Allison together are truly comedic gold. Agreed. And Ramon is That's the amazing. OTP right there. That's the... Yes. <laughs> I love Ramon. That's the pair you want to see. Yeah, I love Ramo. I love the whole buying the gun scene. Oh my god! Where she so, like puts it in her bag and then she's like, "So, how's your mother? How's your mother? <laughs> it's amazing. She's just so perfect." And I lo- so here's the thing. I also with art. So does she? I don't know. Is he going to be worthy, <laughs> or is he really just going to like try and get information out of her? Like, because she said to the girl, or he said to his partner, she's starting to trust. Him. So is she? Is he going to end up being an actual friend, or is he going to hurt her down the line? Yeah, I don't know. That was one where I thought that he was going to be somebody that could be trusted, but then the way he said that was made it sound like he's working. He's you know he's working her to try and find out what's you know what's going on. Maybe it de- maybe it depends on you know once he finally hears uh, what's going on. Then he, I guess, maybe decides on where he's what he's going to do with that information. So I don't, I don't know what how trustworthy he is, but he he doesn't feel like all of a sudden he's going to be some part of this or something. And he he just feels like an outsider uh, that's trying to figure out like what happened to the person he knew as his partner, and now right. that he's starting to see all these other people that look alike, he just seems to really want to know what's going on, but. Is he going to be a hindrance to Sarah you know, going forward? Who knows? Yeah. Or, or a help. Uh, overall, though, besides, you know, like performance things and stuff like that, what do you think about the show? Uh, and, you know, they they showed a little bit more of, you know, Rachel and Dr. Leakey and uh, the dyad. Oh, I have no idea what's whatever. going on with that, but I'm along for the ride. But, uh, that they're, you know, that the, those things seem to be... Uh, obviously close closer together than I hope that over the course of this season, we get to learn more about like what, what their real deal is. Like why, why have they been doing this? What, what is their ultimate goal? Like what are they, uh, and more about like Rachel and how seemingly one of the clones is also one of the heads of the project. Right. I don't know. Love it. And I'm happy it came back. Yeah, and it, you know, came back, didn't disappoint. Exactly. I hope we, like I said, I hope we get more of the finding out the, you know, some of the mystery stuff. But it's just right now, it's still, it's just a, it's just a great ride. Right. So I'm in Orphan Black forever. That's prime time. 
Is everybody still there? Yes. Okay, just a second. It just went silent. My ears, like my earphones crackled for a minute and then went silent, so I wasn't sure. Um, so quick reality thoughts. The Amazing Race, Ray, did you stop watching completely? Yes. You watched, you stopped watching after the first episode, didn't you? I did, basically. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so I, here's... I think I watched half of another episode, but I just get... I just got busy and I forgot to record it and the stupid cha- time changing all the time gets on my nerves. So whatever. So Sorry. here is, what was I say? here's who's left. The Cowboys. Uh-huh. Connor and Dave. The blonde country singers, the Afghan animals and Brendan and Rachel. So I'm voting for Connor and Dave. <laughs> who I have kind of been rooting for since the beginning. Uh, and that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to say that I think Brendan and Rachel are awful, and I want them gone. I've wanted them gone forever. They never seem to go away, and I hope they don't win. And that's about it. And then for Survivor, God, I hate Tony. I hate him. I hate Tony. I want him gone. He's creepy. He got rid of the person I wanted to win. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just There's something about him that just rubs me the total wrong way, and I want him gone. So that's my hope for this week's episode that Tony goes away. There you have it. That's reality. Not much going on this week. There you go. <laughs> T- yeah. TV recommendations. Amory, you're playing host on this episode, so <laughs> in case you forgot. No, I know. I was just waiting to see if there's any comments. Uh, TV recommendations. I chose a 13-episode amazing show that I tried to get Jen to watch when I was in California. But we couldn't get it because it's not streaming anywhere, which makes it a little difficult for people, for me to suggest that, that you watch it. But I really think that Wonderfalls is a show from start to finish that everybody needs to watch. They need to sit down, buy it on DVD for 20 bucks. We have a good $20 that you spent. And it's just so good. It's about this girl, Jay Tyler, whose inanimate objects start talking to her. And Lee Pace is in it, and he's beautiful. Tracy Toms is awesome, and Katie Finner is amazing. The cast is just great. Carolyn DeVerna is great. I just really want people to watch it. It's not going to help. It's not going to bring it back. It's been gone for a long time now. It aired on Friday nights on Fox and then was canceled. Or was canceled and then aired on Friday nights. I forget how that worked. Um... I just think that it's a show worth your time, and I request that you watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. Uh, lots of good performances. Interesting, you know, interesting concept and premise uh, to the show. Just, I don't know, maybe maybe a little ahead of its time. For mm-hmm. although, not that shows with bigger concepts and stuff like that do all that well now in the giant landscape of TV that we have. Uh, but there tends to be, I don't know, maybe more place for something like that to, uh, you know, to take root and for a smaller set of ratings to actually not be a bad thing. You know, if something like that shows up on a cable channel or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely something worth uh, going back and checking out. Okay, Jason. And, and my pick uh, is coupling – you the American version? Yes, uh, if you if you can find the one episode that aired, huh. uh, it's Don't well it's, it's it. almost worth watching just for uh, seeing how not to like remake a British comedy. Right. I guess is uh, is don't 
don't just take like the exact same script and uh, Americanize a few words and then and then do it. Uh, even though the cast of the American version was pretty good, yeah. Uh, but but no, the the British series, uh, it's there's four seasons, twenty eight episodes. It's sort of uh, you know a friend style comedy, but it's definitely way more British in the what the you know in the comedy in things they do. Uh, the first couple seasons, especially, uh, it you know it fell off a little bit, and then you know changed a lot in the I think the last season when they had to, you know, when they lost a cast member and had to bring somebody else on. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, definitely the first couple seasons. I think the first two seasons together is like fifteen episodes or something. There's various. The seasons last from like six to nine episodes for a, a total of twenty-eight between the four seasons, but definitely worth uh, going back. Uh, lots of uh, there's uh, lots of familiar faces that you will uh, now see on, you know, that you've now seen a lot, you know, in various things, uh, various American TV shows and stuff. So mm-hmm. that would be my recommendation of something to to check out if you haven't. Ray, do you have a recommendation? I don't really. And I was just looking at my collection to see if I had anything on the shelves that we haven't recommended a thousand times. Right. <laughs> I don't really. Boomtown. Have we ever oh, talked about Boomtown? Boomtown. I don't think we've ever talked about Boomtown. I loved that show. I love that show. That would be a that'd be a good one, especially especially the first season. Yeah, that's the only yeah. season I own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is season one is the exact one I was looking at. Yeah, season one of Boomtown. That's definitely definitely worth checking out because, uh, again, a lot of great uh, great cast, uh, but then stories told in a very interesting way. Uh, and, yeah, that was my favorite part. And and while the cast is the same and much the same in season two, uh, they changed up some of the some of how the stories were changed, and it didn't help garner any more audience, and it made the show less appealing. Indeed, uh, hence why I don't. So, season one of Boomtown, I suggest you watch. <laughs> also, here's how much I like Boomtown. I don't hate Lana Perea in it. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's uh, my God. Yes. And I hate her in everything. Uh, but uh, this, <laughs> so that's important. This also the uh, the early years of uh, of Donnie Wahlberg as as a cop. The early years of Donnie Wahlberg as a serious actor. We should point out. Yeah, but the the first in a long line of him playing a cop. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's the best, Donnie Wahlberg, and I wish him nothing but success in his marriage to Jenny McCarthy. Did it sound like I meant that? Because <laughs> no. I don't mean it, Donnie Wahlberg. Anyway, my mother called me twice while I was on this podcast, and I told her twice that I was doing it. Anyway, uh, so that's our recommendations for the day. Outro. I never have to read the headers that I do every time. You can you can find links you can you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash two twenty three. Let us know what you think about the shows we talked about and what shows you'd like to hear us talk about in the comments on the show notes, or send us an email to feedback at tvtimes three dot com. Next week, Jason will be joined by Ivy West, who writes for clickclack dot com, and Livia Elamine from the TV Campfire podcast. 
The opening and closing music is provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. Uh, Ray, remember when I was telling you the story about how I stole a book from the Lanzo Library in 1984? Yeah. It was called Mud for Sale, and I still have it. I was looking. This is ridiculous. What would the fine be like on that book by now? Yeah, I'm sure they really don't care. And I'm never taking it back because it's got memories. But I knew that there was another book with it. So my friend just posted on Facebook that there's like apparently like a nail thing, like a nail skin thing called Jamboree or Jamberry. Yeah, the second book that I read, read, borrowed and eventually stole from the Lansdale Public Library, Jamboree. I just, <laughs> I just, I saw the picture and I was like, oh my God, that's the book that I read with Mud for Sale. Anyway. Alrighty then. All right. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> memories. All these I've memories. been sitting on the edge of my seat waiting yep. to find out what that other book was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's our show for the day. I'm going to go eat some meat because I've been eating meat since Easter. That's cool. uh, cough some lungs up. And that's, that's all and, she wrote. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go get some teriyaki, I think. So. Look at us go. We've got goals. <laughs> all right. Goals. Oh, all right. Have a good night. Bye. 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 We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Lots of laughs, but then also had, uh, you know, characters that, that you could uh, that you could watch. And... Hang on, I have to answer my door. I'm not expecting someone, but they just knocked. All right. So hang on. <laughs> Hannah, what's going on? She left the line so you could hear in case it was a murderer. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah, I'm Miss Cunningham, and I'm in the middle of a phone call. I can't talk right now. I thought I could another Okay, thank you. Take care. You too. How convenient for her. Did you guys hear my conversation? <laughs> yeah. With the Verizon was it a salesperson? It was the Verizon guy. That who and was? I have Comcast. I guess, yeah. And I'm like, the reason I canceled Fios in the beginning of my living here was because they came before I even made settlement on my house and tried to like dig through the yard of the people who lived here before me. And I was like, no, no. I told you when you could be here. That just soured me on them. And I was like, I'm in the middle of a phone call. So thanks. <laughs> I don't know, Amory. It's not every day that a service shows up before you want them. Oh, my God. It's true. I mean, I, I could look at it that way, but but no. Um. Anyway, we're, we're in the middle of mom. Well, anyway, I, was just, I was just saying that I, I really enjoyed it because they gave you some characters.